This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. All right, guys, we got to get to these other couple things because we got we got our 45-minute mark here that we got to go to. So the couple things we wanted to get into was let's talk about this defense really quick um, before we get into the Kyle Shanahan stuff because I think we do have a seventh-round rookie quarterback right now. So is this defense good enough? to carry the team to a Super Bowl. And I was looking at other defenses that did. The two that really came to mind were the 2000 Ravens, um, the 85 Bears, and I guess you could say the Bucks too in 2002. Those are the teams that you really look at and say, yeah, those defenses, I guess, kind of carried it. If I'm forgetting anybody, let me know. But was looking at that that Ravens defense, for example, they, they only gave up 165 points that whole season. <laughs> I mean, they, they were just unbelievable. But they had, like, the Niners, if you look at them game to game, they had a random game where they gave up 36 to the Jags. Uh, they had a game with 23 against the Titans. And other than that, they were basically 19 and under the rest of the season. But they had more shutouts in three-point games than the Niners have. But the Niners have a defense right now that's only given up 210 points this season. And, well, the defense hasn't even given it up because there's been some offensive um, scores. So, what, there's been 16 points. So, 194 is all the defense has actually given up. And they've only – opponents have only broken 20 points on them twice. So, if there's a defense in this day and age that can do it, I think I think it's this one. Especially when you look in the NFC, when other than the Eagles, nobody really scares me. So, a quarter of their points given up was the Chiefs. That, too. That, too. If you take that game out, another good yeah. point. Yeah. That's – and they were banged up. You had that Chiefs, the Chiefs and the Falcons stretch there. They gave up what, 44 and 28, right? Is that what it was? Yeah. So you take out that 26, 26 against the Falcons. It was, it was 28. Score was 28 to 14. Well, there they gave a, up 21, 21, I guess, if you don't count the fumble. But right. Yeah. There was an, uh, a defensive score for the Falcons. Yeah. yeah. So 
But still, the points on the season that this team has given up, 72 right. out of the 210 were in that two-week that two week stretch. So they've been right. unbelievable. So, yeah, I, I think that this, this defense, especially you're not going against Josh Allen, you're not going against Patrick Mahomes, you're not going against Joe Burrow yet until you get to the Super Bowl. you got to figure it's going to be one of those three teams. You're not going to see that in the NFC. So, yes, I think they can carry them there. You know, I I think I we got I think we got to throw that what oh three bucks defense in there as well. Um, I mm-hmm. think they kind of led that team, but not not to the level that those Ravens teams did. Here's the thing that I think is more impressive about this defense than anything is the era in which they're doing this. Right, this is an era designed for offensive football. The rules are there to promote scoring. The rules are there to protect quarterbacks. The rules are there to uh, you know, the number of flags we get for off for defensive pass interference, you know, it, it's just, it is designed for high scoring NFL games. And the fact that this defense is doing what they do now, I think is even more impressive than let's say the 2019 defense, right. Which is what we like to compare this to, but even more than that, that 2012 defense, right. Those Harbaugh defenses, those Fangio defenses, let's be, let's, give the man his due. Um, the, again, the rules are different and I just feel like I, and, and, and this could be wrong, but I look across the league and I think to myself, even after that chief's debacle, you know, back in week eight or whenever that was, there isn't an offense right now in the NFL that scares me for this 49ers defense as long as it's healthy. And that's always going to have to be the key there, as long as it's healthy. And I I don't remember ever feeling that way, you know, in a given season going, I don't care who we go up against. We're I'm, I'm, I'm confident that, you know, I, uh, on the last episode during that, the, during that Seahawks game, I kept trying to think of nicknames for this defense. And I came up with the NC 17 defense and it worked two ways for me. NC 17, there's no chance you're more scoring more than 17 but also rated NC-17 for violence. Like, I feel like it works both ways. But, I mean, this this defense is – I've, I've run out of ways to talk about it, to, to, to talk glowingly about it. So I, I absolutely think – now, here's the thing. Your question, Al, can they carry them to a Super Bowl? I don't know if we are in an era of football where a defense can – Right. I, it feels like eventually because of the rules, because offense is, is being pushed so hard, eventually you, you run into, you know, a situation where like the Chiefs game, you know, that we already had. So I, I don't think on their own they can. But in terms of being a part of this team as a whole, I absolutely do. I think they absolutely can. Yeah. And when you look at what happened in 2019, I don't see why this team can't be you know, on a similar run or, or the team we saw last year with the 49ers mm-hmm. and, and completely led by their defense. And right now the offense is, you know, better than, than both of those teams and, and the way Brock Purdy's playing. And again, the way he's playing, I say, cause I don't want to say that he's a better quarterback than anybody. Cause we don't know. He's only played a couple of games and, and I've kind of been waiting to see him turn into a pumpkin if that happens. Um, but I, it's it's looking more and more like that's not going to happen. So if he keeps playing at this level, this is a better overall football team. The defense is just as good. Um, they're probably better in a lot of ways than the 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 past defenses that that didn't that that the 49ers couldn't get over the hump with just because 
of everybody. You know, Warner's just a you know a little older and a little wiser, and and Bosa's actually playing even better than he did in 2019. And mm-hmm. uh, the offense is getting more first downs, so putting less stress on the defensive side of the ball and and putting up more points. And so all those things together, I think the the defense though is absolutely doing great things, and everybody can cover. And the the one thing I worry about against the best quarterbacks is. The scheme is so sound and the team is so sound, but there's those whole shot throws. There's the stuff that if you're a special quarterback that you can do. And we saw a little glimpse of it early in the Chargers game with with Herbert before the 49ers really took that game over. Um, and obviously we saw it a lot in the Kansas City Chiefs game. When you do play that type of quarterback and a couple of years ago, remember how badly Josh Allen beat the 49ers is like this is not we're, we're not they're not playing the same sport almost mm. you know? and so when you have a quarterback that can do that and maybe pick apart the scheme and get the balls in places that some quarterbacks can't um do they run into problems but again you look at the nfc is there anybody in the nfc you're worried about in the playoffs doing that to you not really so it might not happen into the super bowl if it happens at all so i think this defense can absolutely carry the 49ers to the super bowl and by the way i wonder what it's like being brad johnson or uh, Trent Dilfer, when your name is only brought up as being the worst quarterbacks for a yeah. Super Bowl winning team, <laughs> yeah. I think I think they look at their Super Bowl ring and go, yeah. eh. they kiss their ring and they go, oh. <laughs> sure, okay, check their face. Right, still got this. <laughs> so you had the uh, those Walsh and Shanahan comparisons. You were telling me about it off air that I'm kind of dying dying to hear what this is. So what what do we got with that? Yeah. So the other thing we want to talk about a little bit uh, before we get on out of here is kind of. Now that now that the 49ers have captured another NFC West championship, now that we know that they're going to the postseason, they are guaranteed a playoff spot. That means that Kyle Shanahan in his first six seasons has uh, led this team to the playoffs uh, in three of the six seasons. And so, um, again, I just started looking into a comparison, right, specifically of 49er coaches. And this is what I came up with in their first six seasons. And I didn't mean to do this, but I ended up creating what I felt like were two columns, Kyle Shanahan and Bill Walsh, and then Jim Harbaugh and George Seifert. Kyle Shanahan and Bill Walsh took over teams that were just in absolute disarray versus Harbaugh and Seifert, who took over teams who already had a pretty complete roster built. Now, granted, Harbaugh got a lot more out of that roster than the previous coach did but that roster was still there. They didn't bring in a ton of talent. They brought in some, you know, Carlos Rogers, they brought in prior to that 2011 season. That was an important, uh, that was an important signing. Um, Obviously, you know, they got, they got Alden Smith, all of that. I mean, it, it helps, but again, the, the roster when Shanahan took over and when Will and when Walsh took over light years worse than when Harbaugh took over in Seifert. So in season seasons, one and two, uh, Kyle Shanahan and Bill Walsh both missed missed the playoffs with losing records. In in season three, both Shanahan and Walsh finished thirteen and three. Uh, Shanahan led his team to the Super Bowl. Walsh won the Super Bowl. The following season, wonky weird year for Walsh. It was a, sh- a strike shortened season. They were three and six through their first nine. For uh, Shanahan, it was COVID season. Uh, they ended up six and ten. And then the following year, they were. Uh, Shanahan was 10 and seven Walsh was 10 and six. They were a wild card team and they both lost in the NFC championship game. And then the following season, Walsh was 15 and one. They won their second uh, Super Bowl. Shanahan is now an NFC West champion. I put in here 13 and four. I'm, I I'm pretty confident over the next three, but obviously we don't know yet. 
And then the final result, we don't know. But just the eerie similarity between the two is, is hard to ignore, right? Uh, the, the pattern, which is just, again, when something like this happens over a course of time, like how does a pattern like that even emerge? And so it's just very interesting to me. And then the other thing that I wanted to look at, man, I don't think we talk about George Seifert enough as a, as a franchise. Like this man, this man was head coach for the 49ers for eight seasons. And he went 14 and two, 14 and two, 10 and six, 14 and two, 10 and six, 13 and three, 11 and five, and then 12 and four, and then was fired. <laughs> like, man, what a rough, what a rough way to end. Um, and then the only time he missed the playoffs was in his third season. Every other, every other season he was in the playoffs. Uh, and and Seifert made it to one, two, three, four, five, five NFC championship games. Kyle Shanahan has made it to two. Yeah, that's and it's funny, like the way the things were back then, like that was considered a disappointment. Like people were, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like Eddie D wants wants to win the title and well, they're not getting there. The 90s 49ers were a lot of what ifs. That's a good show for the offseason. Yeah. <laughs> but Kyle Shanahan, this is where I was with him this year. And I probably would have been that way with Bill Walsh in 19 going into the 1983 season. Um, this was a huge year for Kyle. Because what Kyle did was he had the two rebuilding years or the year where Jimmy gets hurt, the rebuilding year and the year Jimmy gets hurt. And then they go 13 and three. And you're like, all right, here we go. And then, yeah, it was a COVID year, but they still went six and 10. They started out three and five last year. Kind of some fluky stuff happens, but they make the nice run. This year at three and four, it goes. It was going one of two ways. If this season went and they were eight and nine or nine and eight, now he's on the hot seat next year. He really is. But it, but now what's happened is he's won 10 games plus three the last four years. He's won two divisions. He's made the playoffs three the last four years. Now the narrative has completely changed. Now he's he's they're not even getting remote discussion of him being on the hot seat. He's completely changed it with a really, really good season. Um, and, you know, credit to him for that, because, you know, what's funny is if things happen differently this offseason, maybe Nate Sudfeld's been starting for a while. And, and they're not in the, and they're not in the shape that they are right now. So it's been a really good year for Shanahan. And it's I think maybe in a couple of years we're going to laugh to think that people were ever kind of had him on the hot seat because he, he might have been heading there if, if things ended up differently. But but here we are. This chart also blows me away at even great coaches, how short their careers can be. Like imagine mm -hmm. if Kyle Shanahan won the Super Bowl and then only coached the team for four more years. <laughs> and that's the same, you know, Bill, he's, yeah. he's over halfway of what Bill Walsh did in his career, as far as uh, how long he coached the San Francisco 49ers and only two years off of George Seifert. Uh, mm -hmm. and yeah, totally different eras, different, you know, style of ownerships and, and the expectations for George Seifert really just impossible. When you look at it like that, it's unbelievable that a divisional loss is something that, you know, the lions fans have been dying for my whole life. And the 49ers are firing their coach and, in the nineties because uh, he only got to the playoffs and lost in the divisional round. So right. uh, he only won two Super Bowls. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, pretty amazing. It's, it's pretty amazing when you, when you put this all together and, and look at this and then even the Harbaugh era, and obviously there's other reasons why, but his record as a coach and you know how much better all these guys records overall are than Kyle Shanahan, who, by the way, kudos to Kyle Shanahan with the 10th win on the season got himself over 500 no matter what happens the rest of the way this year he's a, he's not a losing coach anymore record wise for the 49ers after this year so yeah he yeah. is currently 49 and 46 in the regular season as the 49ers head coach which means at worst he finishes this season at 49 and 49 i don't mm -hmm. foresee that happening um but hey also look at the parallels there he's won 49 
games as as the 49ers head coach. I like it. I like and, it. And the, but go ahead, Al. I was going to say the last is, is, is that narrative starts to change now. The last four years, obviously the season has a bit of ways to go, but he's 39 and 24. It's a pretty damn good record. And what, four playoff wins? So that's that's pretty damn good. I think a lot of people would take that over four-year stretch. And here's the thing. So uh, so looking at, we talked about, you know, what if Kyle Shanahan wins a Super Bowl, you know, comparing him to Bill Walsh. But what if Kyle Shanahan's teams say, lose in the divisional round the next two years? Does he suffer the fate of George Seifert too? Because like this career could go a lot of different ways for Kyle Shanahan right now. This is a huge season, yes, but uh, he can't go back to, you know, okay, go to the Super Bowl. Oh, but then you're six and ten again next year. He can't really do that either. And then he's got a young quarterback to try to figure out what to do. So, like, th- this could still go a lot of ways for Kyle Shanahan here. Is is uh, now? Granted, we're talking about very different quarterbacks in their in their uh, trajectory of their careers. But you know, obviously, Walsh had Montana and and Young and that whole dilemma there. And now instead of having two established veterans battling it out, you've got two young quarterbacks now that he's going to have to figure out which one of these guys is going to take us farther. And and here's the thing, right? What if what if Brock Purdy leads this team to a Super Bowl victory? Like, does it d- is there still a conversation to be had? And I think there is. I'm not saying there's not, but is there still a conversation to be had about, yeah, but what about this kid who is more physically gifted. We, you know, we spent all of this capital, right. To, to move up, to get him. Are we just going to cut bait on that? Because this kid who we've seen for seven regular season games. And, and now again, if it's a Super Bowl victory three or actually no four postseason, uh, four postseason games, cause they're not getting a buy. Um, is that enough to, to cut bait on a, on a, an experiment like Trey Lance. I don't know. That's that. I I don't know that I have that answer right now, but uh, again, that is what Kyle Shanahan is getting paid to do, but that's a difficult situation for him moving forward, which is why I think, again, this season has been such an impressive and impressive uh, coaching. uh, I don't want to say clinic, but it's been, it's, it's been an, uh, an impressive coaching season for him. And, And I genuinely believe that he doesn't get enough, uh, hype for coach of the year to be where they're at right now and be on QB three. I don't, no one in the league would be where, where they are uh, if that were the case. So uh, kudos to Kyle Shanahan and kudos to John Lynch for this roster that he put together that allows them to really weather a lot of bumps and bruises along the way with the depth that they created. And then you also think about what if Trey Lance develops into the next Josh Allen, what that would look like with all the, that the 49ers have going for them, you know, with playmakers and on the defensive side of the ball and how scary that would be too. So to me, all that's done is, is basically, um, and we saw in 2019, what, what, how impactful that is for the 49ers to go to the Super Bowl. The Niners literally said no to Tom Brady, right? Yeah. So like, and I'm sure Brock Purdy is going to have an opportunity to compete at least least compete for a starting job and, and maybe even take the first, first team reps in camp over Trey Lance, uh, if he does go and, and win a Super Bowl, it'd be phenomenal. But there's no way that you wouldn't allow Trey Lance to compete for that job, too. And so, but it, it would allow Brock Purdy to potentially be the opening day starter in 2023. Uh, but he pretty much has to run the table at this point, I think, for that to happen because of everything that's gone into and resources spent 
on Trey Lance. But again, I don't think they'll have the patience for Trey Lance either necessarily. So I think it could be just a legit competition. And if Trey Lance doesn't show a ton of development and uh, and readiness by week one, we could see Brock Purdy winning that job. So it's it's going to be a wild, wild offseason. It's going to be a wild, wild into this season, I have a feeling. And by the way, um, which also means it's <laughs> I talked about this on Lockdown 49ers because I don't know why we expect that Brock Purdy is not going to get hurt or something, right? Like it's, it's not going to be Brock Purdy. It's going to be Josh Johnson, or it's going to be like Brock Purdy on the third play of the game gets hurt in the Super Bowl and Chris McCaffrey. Oh my God. And you, go, yeah. and you still go in the Super Bowl, right? It's going to be something even more insane in the most insane story we've ever seen with Brock Purdy. And it could get even crazier. Right. So um, that's what's, and, and we keep doing it with like, you know, running backs or, you know, every position where like, you know, people talk about, uh, not to go off course too much here, but like, you know, so Jim Garoppolo gets hurt and is like, oh, Brock Purdy, he's going to take us the rest of the way and act like injuries don't happen anymore because, or uh, Javon Kinlaw is going to come back and be like, oh, cool. Kinlaw is coming back. So he's for sure going to play every game for the rest of his career after he gets back off of IR. Right. And, you know, we, you, you always forget that, oh yeah, there's this other thing that's probably going to happen soon. And you should, that storm cloud is always there. It's always there. And and it's just the way that, you know, we talk about how Brock Purdy's wired. That's why he's different than, than we are, you know, as fans and watching the game, you're wired another way to just be like, Oh oh, yeah, cool. Okay. So this, this starting lineup is going to stay healthy and be the starting lineup all year. Of course. Uh And tell everybody where they could find you. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at BD Peacock. I think it's on the screen there. And you can find myself and Eric Crocker doing Locked On 49ers every day on the Locked On Podcast Network. And I also do an NFL show with former NFL scout and ESPN writer Matt Williamson, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. We also go every day talking about the entire league. And so you can find me in a lot of places. I'm doing uh, about 10 plus podcasts a week. So you can probably find me somewhere. So you could just we, throw a rock and find a Brian Peacock podcast. Throw somewhere. a rock at some speaker and you'll probably have my voice. <laughs> coming out of it well we appreciate the time man it's good to finally get you on here and be able to do this so thank you so much um and we gotta do it again soon man definitely you have a standing invite for the show anytime you want to do it absolutely absolutely pleasure chatting with you guys thanks for the invite and uh, i'll have to have you guys pop on locked on 49ers with us in the off season when we do some of those round tables absolutely all right for brian and brian this is al thanks everybody later